Mesdames et Messieurs, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles Daniel MacDonald on World Radio Paris and Monaco. Brought to you in association with Force Magazine. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for World Radio France brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show exclusively for the WRP Network. Their appearance can evoke delight and provoke disdain and in today's show I'm going to be looking into the advent and development of influencer marketing, what it is and how they work. Earlier this year, The Economist forecast that the global total of spending on influencers by brands would reach $16 billion. Spending on influencer marketing in the US alone is expected to top $4 billion in 2022, according to eMarketer. However, arguably, fashion and beauty brands are just beginning to understand how best to use creators to sell their products. Indeed, the explosive growth of this market was not without its growing pains, which included ever-higher investment rates and consistently moving goalposts. As the space has matured, the relationship between social platforms and businesses has changed dramatically, especially with the onset of shoppable content and digital checkouts. Meanwhile, changes to privacy regulations and norms will impact marketers' ability to track consumer behaviours and engagements. Connor Begway is the founder of marketing platform Trade Dynamics and Chief Strategy Officer of Creator IQ, the software solution platform which has over 20 million creators and its database, and works with the likes of Gucci, L'Oreal Paris and Gymshark. With regards to changing dynamics, platforms and consumers, Connor noted that video content has become the dominant focus. For most of these platforms, privacy changes have accelerated momentum in the influencer industry because it's not subject to restrictions from the iOS ecosystem. The changes that this new ecosystem has made have significantly reduced visibility for brands, which they would have previously invested into advertising dollars for their traditional paid social media platforms. So reduced visibility and reduced advocacy is just not working as well. A lot of brands are taking into account seeing significant declines in conversion rates and the efficiency with which they are spending money there. So they've shifted dollars towards creating ecosystems. Another element that is the social work networks are now starting to invest in is native tools that brands can use to interact with the creators, as well as in resources that increase their attractiveness to the greater community. You have seen this heat turn up. Facebook and Instagram launched the Billion Dollar Fund in mid-2021 that was created as a creator fund. Next up, Instagram and has started testing a native affiliate programme of brands that had not existed previously. TikTok launched the Creator Marketplace and Search Tools, and in response, YouTube launched a $100 million short fund specifically to compete with Facebook Reels. So social networks have finally realised how impactful these people are to their core goal, which is to get more users. With regards to strategies for success and emerging businesses, Connor noted, 
If you were to look at the origin of working with creators, the reason why emerging businesses started doing it in the first place is because they didn't have the budget to run TV ads, print ads, or do larger retailer rollouts. What they did have was time and relationships, and as a brand, whether you're big or small, that is your biggest tool. When we see it becoming a bigger problem, it's a bigger brand because of the size of the team and it doesn't grow at the same rate that their influencer community grows. As a smaller brand, it's important to try to identify who the influencers are that are talking about that category. Once you've identified who those people are, reach out to them directly in a very personal and customised way. I love what you've been creating and I noticed you really like this brand. I would love to get your feedback on this new product that I'm releasing. Again, remember their motivation is to help their fans discover new brands, products and categories. And that is part of their goal. You'll get a response rate somewhere in the 30-50% to 50% range when you do that outreach. And from there, you can send them out the product. From a consumer perspective, authenticity is going to create a thing. And human trust is a critical element when it comes to making purchasing decisions. What you'll find is a fairly high percentage of those people will proactively talk about the product because they have to create content every single day. If they're not creating, this gives them the opportunity to create content out of something new. Maybe they'll say something positive, maybe they'll say something negative, but either way, they're both good for you. From there on, you start building deep relationships with those people over time. Now, what you really want to do is invest in those people and then once that progresses, you have a really good relationship with them. You can suggest engaging in a paid partnership or an ambassadorship. With regards to future innovation, artificial intelligence and live shopping, the status quo applies. And when it comes to synthetic media, deep flakes and flake influencers, I don't think we have crossed that uncanny alley where you look at it and actually think it's a real person. If you look at the community that surrounds those fake influencers, it's typically more technologically savvy people that are interested in the technology rather than those fake influencers' opinions on a certain product. When I think about influencer landscapes, I don't expect humans to connect with non-humans in the short term. Short term being in the next 10 to 20 years. What happens after that point is so hard to predict that I don't foresee it occurring. And from a consumer perspective, authenticity is going to continue to be a thing. You can pay influencers to talk about things that will work to a certain degree. But untimely, human trust is a critical element when it comes to making purchasing decisions. I've been asked some version of what questions that have been burning across the industry for some 10 years. Maybe technology is just not there yet, and that's why it hasn't emerged. But I do think it's got more to do with consumer behaviour. Culture matters, and in the US, there is especially a veil of authenticity and trust, where it's like, hey, I only want to talk to you about things I really like. However, in China, everyone gets paid for everything. And that's part of the reason that live shopping works so well, because they know they're making money, so it is what it is. I wonder if the impacts of things like television networks, HSN infomercials to QVC, have created a perception of live shopping which just isn't cool.
It was a decade ago the influencer marketing arena was limited only to celebrities and a dedicated few bloggers. Now it seems like social media influencers are on the rise, saturating the market and even getting caught up in fraud. If you've started research on influencer marketing before, you may have found conflicting information with recommendations that range from you should absolutely be using social influencers or that they're not necessary for growth. Either way, influencer marketing strategies are more difficult to navigate than ever as a brand. But here's a brief guide to make sense of it all. Effectively, what is influencer marketing? Well, at a fundamental level, it's a type of social media marketing that uses endorsements and product mentions from influencers individuals who have a dedicated social following and are viewed as experts within their niche. Influencer marketing works because of the high amount of trust that the social influencers have built up with their following, and recommendations from them serve as a form of social proof to your brand's potential customers. The current state of the influencer marketing landscape is no different, and standing out in 2014 on Instagram was easier than it is today. If you were lucky enough to be featured on Instagram's featured page, or took a look it was just distinctive enough, then your chances of being tapped as an influencer were pretty high. After enough brand partnerships, some have turned social media influencing marketing into a full-time and rather rotative career. Rosie Clayton's Instagram feed is filled with colourful dresses and outfits against colourful walls, during a time when VSCO's muted tone filters were becoming popular. Rosie's highly saturated photos jumped out, and as such, she works with brands around the world, fitting them into her aesthetic. But things change eventually, right? Well, we're influenced by what we see, and aesthetics are no different. Bright images are more common now as carefully propped up food against interesting background. When the typical look of influencer marketing no longer becomes unique, then what next? Well, Taylor Ronan's article in The Atlantic forecasts a more authentic trend driven by the network's youngest users that strives to return to what Instagram used to look like when your feed was just about friends. Lawrence wrote, While millennial influencers hauled SLR cameras to the beach and mastered photo editing to get that perfect shot, the generation younger than they are largely post directly from their mobile phones. To be a fashion influencer among this younger demographic, you may no longer need to solely rely on perfectly shot photos. Instead, casual lifestyle poses and limited editing are now becoming more welcome and acceptable on the feed. Keep in mind that the article only covers a subset of young influencers, young Instagram users, and if anything, this shift over the last five years will definitely go to show how influencer marketing's constraint is change. To manage influencer marketing's on Sprout Social, for example, means to be reporting on campaigns and partnerships, managing incoming messages. The value of influencer marketing is a well-known strategy, and there are many other networks that are glowing for influencers out there. According to newspaper Adweek, the industry is now set to reach $10 billion by 2022, and other networks like Snapchat, YouTube and TikTok have their own very certain defined set of influencers with different demographics. Influencer marketing AJ Media Kicks surveyed marketers at the end of last year to see what their feelings on influencers were for the new year. 
Not surprisingly, of those surveyed, 89% said a return from investment on influencer marketing was comparable to or better than other networks. The same survey noted that 65% of marketers plan on increasing their budgets for the year 2023. And that now you know where we're at in the industry, you can examine how to create influencer strategies. Like any marketing tactic, an influencer programme takes deliberate targeting and planning, and you won't find specific successes just by sending free things out to everyone who asks to your existing friends or acquaintances. Number one, how to find influencers and what to pay them. Much like any strategy, research is the first step, so choose your platform you want to focus on. You can always expand to other platforms later, but if you're just starting out, stick with one. Ideally, your brand should have a presence on this network and be looking to expand it. If you're unsure of where to begin, social listening can help you to identify where people are talking about your industry and brand, and it can help you to find the most influential voices in your industry on each platform. The industry you're also in matters when you're planning to implement an influencer marketing strategy. Beauty and fashion brands shine on Instagram and YouTube, but the video industry game dominates on Twitch. During this research phase, look into the type of influencers that you're interested in. Are you going for celebrities with massive followings or micro-influencers with less than 2,000 followers? Perhaps something in the five to 10,000 follower range is more your preference. Whatever you decide to focus on will determine your budget. Compensation varies wildly too, so be sure to look at common rates for those influencer types. Micro-influencers tend to be focused on a few topics and accept products, and some micro-influencers work independently, while others may be represented by an agency or a network. Whereas larger accounts and celebrities will need compensation and might even go through a talent agency. You'll need to think about the expected return on investment of your social influencer marketing campaign. How will you gauge the contributions of influencer posts to your overall marketing goals? One approach might be to compare your expectations for influencers to other films. So look at how you might gauge the budget for a video production film's work in creating an ad for you versus an influencer creating a video. Initially, it may seem like judging the value of influencers is unpredictable. However, this type of approach will give you a familiar point of comparison and contrast. In 2019, Influence.co published the results of their research into Instagram influencer payments. They looked at the average cost per Instagram post and found the average price back then was around about $271 per post. The average price of micro-influencers with less than 1,000 followers was $83 per post, and influencers with more than 100,000 followers was $763 per post. So research is the key, and you'll find yourself returning to this step more often in the process. Number two, set a budget and a management strategy. And now that you have some idea of what to pay influencers, you need to create budget. So be sure to also factor in time for planning, executing and reviewing your influencer programme. Running a successful influencer marketing campaign is not a set it up and go type of strategy and it will involve careful monitoring and follow up. 
unlike a more automated ad strategy, influencers are human and frequently balancing multiple partnerships, so some may fall behind in their commitments to post on time or make errors in your requested stages or calls to action. You'll have to have the time and be more hands-on with these relationships to cultivate them and refine your approach for experience and what works and doesn't in your niche. If you have the time and money, consider setting up a formal ambassador programme. Fujifilm utilises its ambassadors in new product launches and in supplementing them with content. With a variety of photographs and videographers at their disposal, the company is able to diversify their feed to showcase what their equipment can do. And for brands that need a wider pool of influencers, hiring an influencer marketing agency who will do the research and the coordination is more than a good bet. Number three would have to be decide on goals and a message. Now, the two most common reasons for using influencer marketing are to elevate brand awareness and increase sales. However, instead of setting these broad targets as your two goals, it will be more effective to kick off on your strategy by honing in on what your brand's specific needs are. Perhaps you want to increase your customer base in a younger demographic, or maybe you want to expand into a new user group with a new product. Perhaps you want to skip trends and utilise influencers to talk about your brand values. Influencers have the ability to reach very specific audiences and instead of you relying on thousands of followers, influencers will help you to ensure a very targeted audience who is likely to be interested in your product reads and engagements with your content. Influencer content that features a conversational tone and personal narrative helps to differentiate these posts from the type of features or sales-driven ones that might brand do for the same product on their own feed. Your message is just as important as your goal and while you don't want to stifle in an influencer's creativity and uniqueness, you also don't want them to post about something unrelated to your campaign. Determine how you want to structure your influencer marketing campaign and message so you can stick to it later on. Step four is influencer outreach and how to contact influencers. And again, back to step one, it's all about research. With a plan set around your network, goals and what types of influencers you want to target, go back to researching how to actually find the right influencers to work with. During this research, keep in mind below does the influencer actually post about similar things to your service? For example, if you're in a restaurant and you want to promote a new menu, you should be looking for influencers who regularly post about dining out and the food they eat. Are they legitimate? This means scrolling through their feed and clicking on posts. A poor engagement ratio to follower count and spam-like comments are signs of a fraudulent account. Have they worked with similar brands before? And depending on the type of influencer you're looking for, a seasoned one will be able to show you a press kit that contains a full portfolio of their work. The more you invest in an influencer, the more you'll want to vet them. 
You can also use, for example, Twitter analytics tools to identify potential influencers that could fit your campaigns. Next up, you'll have to determine how you'll be reaching out to them. So the options are from micro-influencers you could reach out directly in a private message on the same platform. For more established ones, click around their profile and they may list contact information for business inquiries in their bio. They may also link a website that denotes brand partnerships, which now, according to legislation, be clearly advertised. Summer Rain Oaks has a multi-channel presence and this is a perk for her brand partners. In this particular video, she's partnered up with Gardner Supply Company to give away products and the brand gets an increased visibility as such. With Sumner's followers, she gets to keep them engaged with an interesting product and even if they don't win, they've been exposed to a new product. Step 5 and final, review and refine your strategy. And even if your influencer marketing campaign is ongoing, you should still have predetermined dates when you'll measure its progress. These are called milestones. The next part of this guide will go on to try to track results. And bear in mind that not all campaigns are successful, but hopefully you will learn how to create each one. How to create and track influencer marketing campaigns? Well, there are a few ways of measuring change of your campaign. You can create specific hashtags, such as hashtag affiliate link, to track what your influencers are doing. Social media management programs and inboxes make it easy to see what's being talked about with specific hashtags or watch for specific mentions of Twitter keywords. If you're aiming for more sales, give out affiliate codes or tracking links and this is a very easy way of seeing how much is being generated for your buck from influencers. Reporting makes it easy to tag campaign-related boosts and several features can compare and contrast the effectivity of your influencer marketing campaigns. So to conclude, influencers are most certainly here to stay, but in the world of influencer marketing, looks and operations have changed a great deal in a short time. In five years' time, we may be drastically different from today, and this will hopefully get you started with building your strategy. But with anything on social media today, it's important to be ready for change. Still, while there are some unique considerations to working with influencers, setting up a campaign is the same as most campaign activists. Set up a research, confirm a budget, determine goals, find your influencers, review and revise while you make sales and visibility. Final case study, three of the most powerful elements within fashion today. The metaverse, China and the future of marketing via influencers. This year's hottest concept is still the metaverse according to data formed by Kichacha, with 1,692 Chinese companies having applied for over 11,400 metaverse trademarks by the end of last year. But what exactly is the metaverse? And how can it transform marketing strategies? 
Well, in simple terms, the metaverse is a realistic virtual world. And in this brave new digital world, people can generate interactions, take place in virtual concerts or luxury shopping experiences. It serves as a social reality, a digital economy, and anything else you pretty much want it to be. It's estimated by 2025, more than 3% of Chinese consumers will have a virtual identity in the metaverse. So, with regards to the metaverse in China, exactly who is using it? Well, again, the main metaverse users are Generation Z. And this generation are true digital natives, having grown up alongside social media and internet-enabled devices. They're highly accustomed to virtual concepts mirroring the real world and demand immersive, interactive and unrestricted experiences in the digital sphere. The Chinese Gen Z is hyper-aware of the consumption experience and has little patience for complicated or outdated websites and processes. Equally, they're more than willing to pay for fun, personalisation and unique online experiences. So, could the metaverse be the future of China's digital marketing to the younger generation? Well, the metaverse has caused a market explosion and from September to November 2021 alone, there were 26 individual China metaverse-related companies with investments over RMB of 10 million. In addition, 35 foreign companies were working in the Chinese market with total investments exceeding 10 billion RMBs. This market grew to $540 million in 2020 and reached around $970 million by the end of 2021. It's thought that expansion is to skyrocket in the next coming year. One Chinese MCN company published an open letter simply mentioning the metaverse, which led to its market value soar by $5 billion. Similarly, the software chip giant Nivalda's share price rose by 12% due to its metaverse infrastructure project Omniverse. With a high prevalence of Chinese Generation Z users, the metaverse is also perfectly suited to new technological developments such as non-fungible tokens, NFTs, art collections or China's burgeoning blind box economy. With regards to the introduction of virtual influencers, Western brands have successfully partnered with Chinese social media influencers such as K, opinion leaders and consumers, KOLs and KOCs for many years. This is a fantastic way to enter a new market, creating trust, brand awareness and authenticity. Despite this, it's not entirely risk-free and many Chinese social media stars such as Chris Wu, Zhang Zehan, Zhao Wei and Lucas Wang have recently become embroiled in scandals with negative implications for brand partnerships. So what's the solution? Well, enter the virtual influencer. A virtual influencer is a digital internet celebrity with their own personality and interests. They can take part in a live streaming, brand endorsement and just about anything China marketing activities you can think of. Unlike real influencers, virtual idols don't need constant management or tricky arrangements with conflicting schedules. They can adapt to brand strategies and don't get up, caught up in any real-world controversies. Of the 80% Chinese Nightsins following online celebrities, 60% follow virtual idols, with over half spending at least 500 RMBs a month on related purchases. 
Virtual influencers have struck a chord with young Chinese consumers, with interaction rates often three times higher than their real counterpart. A very relevant case study is AI versus Burberry, and luxury fashion houses are quickly capitalising on this new trend, with Burberry's recent collaboration with AI being one example. Launched in May 2021, AI is a hyper-realistic digitalised person. On her debut, she gained 400,000 followers overnight and almost 3 million views on her first post. Working with AI, Burberry launched a limited edition NFT linked to a physical collection. As part of this pioneering China digital campaign, Burberry also unveiled a 3D animation of its dear mascot wearing a Burberry scarf. The scarf was also available in physical form, retailing at 2,900 RMBs. This was inspired by AI's digital friendship with a Burberry deer. The special collection completely sold out. This is important because creating meaningful connections with the metaverse marketing and as virtual idols become increasingly important as part of content marketing, both inside and outside China, it's vital brands get these collaborations right. Just like real influencers, it's crucial to assess whether a virtual influencer fits a brand's identity, goals and objectives, as well as creating content and unique events, whether it's fashion shows, social gatherings or competition giveaways that genuinely resonate with followers. As it's the real world, it's always better to work with influencers suited to a niche brand rather than superstar idols who don't authentically relate to their consumers. I hope you can join me for the next Fashion Mode show where I'll be taking a look into the metaverse to see why it's the future of fashion and digital storytelling. With more features and details to follow, you can catch up with all the latest fashion news on forcmagazine.com and at Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also keep up to date with the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean and our official profiles on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and Deezer under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.